This is To The Point. A rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. To The Point listeners, it is going to be a great episode. I'm extremely Excited about our guest, a buddy of mine. We've become friends, and I'm and I love this. That's kind of the coolest part about my company is I get to meet a lot of amazing people, and and I've actually been able to build a lot of friendships from it. And this guy is one of my buddies, and so I'm excited to have him on the show today, and and really brag on him um, because when we first met back in twenty early twenty twenty, um, it was this conversation I said like, Hey, the market that you're in is one that I know how to really compete in. I don't have anybody that's down there. Um, and I want to use you as like a, a, a really great case study. And now here we are two years later and I get to brag on him and I'm extremely excited because he's, he's built a great business. Um, and you, and you listeners are going to be able to re- relate to a lot of things. He went from, you know, about four to 25 million in, you know, in the past four years. And it's, it's just a cool story, man. And he's a good dude and I'm excited. And, and our guest today is the owner of uh, Barty Heating, Cooling and Plumbing. And his name is Mr. Adam Barty. He's from the ATL. Like every day. <laughs> well, not technically you're actually in Norcross, but listen, that's the ATL baby. We're close. Hey, We're close. Adam, welcome to the show, my man. Glad to be here, man. Love it. We're Love here. It. I'm excited to share your story. Hey, real quick. Anytime I think of, of Atlanta, um, it always makes me think there's like a big hip hop community in Atlanta. Like there's a lot of really great rappers that are from the ATL. Huge. I was, oh. I was down there. I walked into the gas station and I saw rap snacks. You ever heard of those? No. Yeah. They were in a gas station and it basically was like Betty Wop or somebody on the, on like the face of this rap snacks. And I was like, I got to, I got to get these because it just seemed funny. Oh, they tasted like shit, but it was cool that they were putting rappers on the front of the rap snacks. So, Hey, so we're going to play a quick game. Will you indulge with me? Yeah. I really hope that, you know what, actually. <clears throat> so for our listeners, um, I always like to kind of do something and surprise them. And I didn't tell, I didn't tell Adam what I was going to do, but I always like to do something just to try and see like what their personality is like, you know, beyond the business owner. Um, but we're going to play a little, uh, a little game here and it's called name that rapper. Okay. So hopefully you like hip hop. I know you're a secret underground hip hop lover. Don't even lie. <clears throat> um, but I'll do my best. Are you good? Okay. So, because I started thinking through like the last time I had uh, Mike Wilson in here, um, the previous week and he's down from Salt Lake city from any hour guys. And, and I just had recently watched top gun because that time the movie had just come out. I'm not sure when this episode airs, but in comparison to the the dates, but I was trying to figure out his call sign. And so his call sign we came down to was biscuit, <laughs> which is perfect. But this one, we're going to be named that rapper. But first, before we do that, I was trying to think through like, man, what would a good rapper name be for Adam Barty? Um, and so as I sat there and thought through it, I thought I did what any good internet marketing guy would do. And I thought, well, shit, I can't figure it out. I can't come up with something. And so I'm just going to Google it. So I don't know if you know this, but you know who there's a famous rapper and he's not from Atlanta, but his name is Austin Richard Post. Do you know who that particular rapper might be? Never heard of him. Post Malone. Okay. And you know how he came up with his rapper name? Tell me. A rap name generator that was on Google. (laughs) That's literally how he came up with his rap name. So I did the same thing for you. Would you like to hear some options and let's go with the best one? 
Let's do it. You ready? I hope I hope some of your team is listening to this right now too on one of these sticks. <clears throat> so first one we got Adam B Sharp. Okay. okay. Adam B Sharp, good start. Um, this one's pretty funny. Uh, RDB. <laughs> I, I, get, I get that a lot. RDB? <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. Sure. That was really yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I, I got, got a reservation in, and they're like, uh, Cardi B? Okay. Yeah. Cardi B is pretty yeah. good. Uh, I didn't even think about that one, so that was pretty good. That that name generator spit that out. Um, we got Barty Hardy. That You've had to have heard that one a ton. Barty Hardy. Barty Hardy. Yeah. That new? That's new. Really? Yeah. That'd be a great name for your boat. If you Do you have a boat? If you have one, you should name it Barty Hardy. Yeah, I'm writing that down. Barty Hardy. Barty Hardy. Also got <laughs> this one's gonna be slightly inappropriate, so Lord, I apologize. I got Barty's nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that different? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, listeners, this isn't me. This was the rap name generator, okay? And then we got <laughs> this one's pretty stupid, but stupid funny. Barty shark do 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 My kids would like that. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with either Barty B or Barty Hardy. Those are my two. All right. Okay. All right. Perfect. Done. Deal is sealed. So here's what we're going to do. Um, just a couple of these and, and listeners, I hope that uh, you guys play along with us too. And uh, you just yelled out wherever you're at. I don't care if you're at the gym, you're driving, you're doing whatever you're on the plane, you yell out the answer as soon as you know what it is, but we're going to name some of these ATL rappers. I'm going to play a song clip Adam, and you need to say out loud what, Rapper from the ATL. This is. Are you ready? All right. Number one. What's that? Ludicrous. There you go, Luda. That was. Um, I went to his concert in January. My wife Ann and I are doing one concert every single month, all different kinds of genres, and he was the one that kicked it off, and he was fantastic. Uh, that was easy one, man. That was a softball, bro. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, hey, do me a favor and just turn that down a hair in my headphones because as much as I love it loud, it was a little bit nutty. Um, clip number two. You know it? Yeah. T.I.? Yeah. Tenant Improvements. That's him. <laughs> Tip. Good one. Okay, one more. Gosh, you're good at this. Go ahead. Can you feel that B-A-S-S-B? But I know y'all wanted that 808. Can you feel that B-A-S-S-B? I like the way you move. <laughs> All right. Did you know that one? I'll pass. Okay. Yeah, that's, dude, those are the, see, that's old school. That's old yeah. school. Uh, last one. This one's like got to be the easiest of all of them. Uh, this has got to be the most known Atlanta rapper right here. Let's go! <laughs> you can do it all by yourself. Let me see you do it. Hey! Okay. Lil John. And the Eastside Boys. Gosh, dude, he's awesome. So he, if you actually go back and look at all the songs that he's done or collaborated with, he's got so many bangers. There's yeah. so many. Damn, yeah. made them all for the club. <laughs> you know what? You got an A plus. I'm proud of you. Sure. Well done. Okay, listeners, I apologize if you hated that whole segment because you don't like hip hop. But hey, you made it through, and now we're gonna get to the good shit. So I appreciate you, Adam. Thanks for playing along, bro. Um, I'm excited to kind of get into your story a little bit, um, Barty B. 
and uh, <laughs> talk about Artie Barty's been around since what? It was 89? Is that when it, like it technically, technically started? Yeah, my parents uh, founded the business in 1989. Got it. So let's just go ahead and jump right into like how you got into trades. I'm guessing this is going to be a pretty uh, easy easy thing to determine since you just said your parents were in the business. And uh, But let's go ahead and just talk about how you got into the trades. And let's go ahead and take it all the way up to um, where you're at today. And then, and then if I'll, I'll just, I might just stop and ask questions along the way, but let's go ahead and jump into it, brother. Yeah. The, yeah. The first time or the second time I had a little hiatus, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So of course, you know, my parents, um, uh, started the business. So, um, I, I had a big passion for cars growing up and pretty quickly my dad was like, you know, if, if you want a car, you better get a job because I'm not buying you one. So good for him. So, uh, so when I was 14, um, going into my freshman year of high school, started working, you know, first summer at Barty doing installs and, and, uh, you know, sweating in attics, falling through attics, you know, in crawl spaces, all that fun stuff. Wait a second. Did you say falling through attics? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. please explain. Yeah. There's nothing like, you know, having a furnace in your hand and just stepping back and putting your foot all the way through a ceiling. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it happens to everybody. Is that an issue? That's an initiation, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Got it. Yeah. Customers. They, oh, I'm sure they love that. I'm sure that made your dad real proud. <clears throat> so, yeah, did that first summer. Um, second summer came back, ran service, uh, learned a little bit about service. Uh, was you know as a helper and then my third summer um my you know Barty and my dad they were we were really into new construction uh commercial so big time commercial business and he had a sheet metal shop plasma cutters we made all our own metal I got to work in uh, you know that that department that summer and I probably put 90 degree bends and thousands and thousands of, of pieces of sheet metal. And man, the next year I got my driver's license and I got my ass the hell out of there. <laughs> got a got a job at a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> That's f- much further away from what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see. So you, you just, so this is like, I grew up on a farm and so farming, I respect farmers. It's very, very hard work. Um, I'm the only boy. So if you've never bailed hay, if you've never detasseled, you don't know what you're missing because that is some brutal work there. But I didn't want to farm, so I came the exact opposite and went this route. But go ahead, man. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you know, did that, you know, I figured out real quick that I didn't want to work in the business. Um, you know, my dad is, um, he's an entrepreneur and he's an immigrant. So, you put those two things combined and it's, it's, it's really tough to, uh, he, he runs a tight shop, if that makes sense. I think so, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, you know, ended up going to college, wasting a couple years in college, uh, you know, looking back the, the pressure from the fam and just the, the pressure of, you know, society to go to college and whatnot. Um, you know, wasted some time there and, you know, got out, got out of there and got a job uh, painting houses. So kind of got back into the trades a little bit doing that. And we were painting new construction houses 
And I did that for about a year and I figured out, I'm like, man, I think I can start my own business doing this. So I started a painting company, a Barty Painting. This was 2003, 2004-ish. And I was, I was like 21, 22 years old, grew that business, you know, to about three employees. I had a, a good subcontractor crew that helped me out when we got really busy. And I thought I had it made. I was in my 20s. I was playing golf a couple of times a week. You know, I wasn't painting anymore. I had a house. I was single, had a dog. Like life was great. You know, I was cruising. And 2008, 2009 happened. The recession hit. Yep. And I got my ass kicked. Learned a lot of valuable lessons. Uh, 90% of my revenue was new construction. Ooh. So, yeah, we were painting, you know, big houses, big million dollar houses. So, it went away pretty quick and I ended up winding down Barty painting over about a 12 month span and 2010 ish. My dad, you know, calls me. He's like, Hey, I think we should have lunch. When that happens, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a serious conversation. (laughs) And he, uh, he uh, ended up asking me to come back to work at Barty. So about 2010, I thought about it for, you know, three or four months and, you know, ended up coming back to the business and I just kind of worked my way up the ladder. Uh, And I started at the bottom, started as a delivery driver and making like 16 bucks an hour. And that was when this was 2010. 2010. So, yeah. So like Barty uh, back then was really two, you know, two different businesses, uh, pretty large, you know, 30, $40 million commercial business. Um, and then the residential business was pretty small back then. Got it. You know, did that, swept the floors, made deliveries, did what I had to do. And I decided that, you know, I wanted to actually learn how to run service. So I moved into that department, went back to tech school, went to tech school at night, worked during the day, and just kind of over the the next four years, five years, just had the opportunity to to kind of do every job, you know, in the department. So, you know, book calls, dispatch, run sales calls, and just really learn the business. I was able to get into management um, like in 2014. And then 2017, my parents sold the commercial business uh, to two internal candidates, the CEO and the VP of sales. And then I purchased uh, the residential business in 2018. Got it. So um, you have your, uh, your beautiful wife, Heather, and you have two, two little girls. I do. Yep, and three when, and five. So when did you, when did you and Heather meet through all this? So we got reunited through a mutual friend, 2012-ish. So I was still in a service truck running service when we were dating. Got it. So the reason I bring that up is because I think the majority, maybe even our listeners are, you know, it's the juggle that you have to pay attention to. And especially when you're trying to build and grow the business, like playing golf is non-existent because you're, I mean, you're, if you're, in the beginning, you're grinding so hard that just requires so much attention, but you have to, I made this mistake and like, and, I, and I've got four kids. I've made the mistake of 
working stupid hours. Like my balance was way, way, way off in the beginning. So like the first eight years, maybe even 10 years, man, we just grinded. And I just said, I missed too much of the first kid stuff. I will not do this again with the, with the next one. And now I've had, you know, I've got four, but um, I really had to figure out that balance. And, and it's hard because you have people depending on you too, at your business as well, who are, you know, to grow the business and focus on it and try to do all the new things and learn and, it's just, it's a lot. So, so it's important for you listeners to know too, like that. And I wanted Adam to share that, you know, he's doing this while also starting to build out, you know, build his personal life and, and grow his family too. Yeah. It was tough in the beginning. Um, you know, I, I remember probably for a year straight when I was a service tech, Heather would call me every day at five o'clock. When are you going to be home? Yeah. <laughs> there have no idea. have no idea, babe. <laughs> See when I get there, right? It's 90 degrees. We got calls to run. We got, you know, things to, to make happen. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and you work yeah. through it. And, and so it's just part of the deal. And I'm sure all of you listeners can relate to that exact same thing that Adam just said. Hey, when you coming home, don't know. I mean, because you have to, you know, make hay. And, and when, especially when it's, when it's hot, you got to go and try and get after it and get as much done as you possibly can. So, <clears throat> so you had this like in the past four years and, um, you've seen like a, like a, a nice, a real nice uptick and growth. And, um, I've had the luxury of, uh, you being a, a customer of Rhino since you know, like, man, I think we you came on board early 2020. Like this was just after like the whole COVID thing hit. And you were one of those that chose to kind of double down and get after it because people were going to be home um, smart move. And we came on board quickly. We hit it off, you know, fast, um, you and I, and, um, and it, it's been fun for me to also watch your growth from, from my, you know, from my end of the spectrum. So, but you saw like this nice jump in growth over the past four years. Was it, was there something that like just clicked? Like what, what happened to there that catapulted that growth? And, and really maybe it was that, you know, COVID happened and you did, you did come out aggressive and we knew people were going to be home. So we knew people were going to use the HVAC, their, their furnace or their air conditioners more or plumbing and flush and stuff. So what was it? Was there something that like clicked there? Like what happened there? SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. You know, I think there was a handful of things, right? Not just one thing. Sure. Um, you know, one of the big things that's that's helped me is you know, learning from others, going to other people's shops and just really seeing what's possible, you know, and that, and that really lit a fire under my ass yeah. uh, to be able to grow the business, you know, cause we were 4 million, 20 employees. And then you walk into a hundred million dollar shop and you're like, okay. You know, so just really being able to spend time with, with other people that are where you want to go. Right. So we did that, of course, earlier than 2020, um, you know, kind of in the beginning. Right. 
but yeah, you know, me and my GM, we would make those trips, come back. And I think the big difference is we just implemented what we learned. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, have trouble implementing or don't implement and whatnot. So that, that was a big piece for us, for sure. Got it. <clears throat> so, you know, one of the other pieces is, um, you know, figuring out pretty quick that once you make, you, you can make the phone ring, uh, you got to be able to attract talent and hire people. <laughs> you know, I, if you walk around my office, uh, my leadership team will, you know, they'll tell you it's super easy to make the phone ring and get the calls. Like that's the easiest part, in, in my opinion, of this business, you know, but, you know, that's really what we're focused on now is, you know, attracting and hiring people and, and the marketing piece, right? Being, having great partners, you know, like Rhino, um, to make fun. sure that we're not, you know, worried about uh, having opportunities. Well, I'm going to brag on you for a second. Are you cool if I do that? Sure. Um, so I was um, just looking at your May numbers. And I'm gonna look. I'm gonna just share some high level with you. Are you cool with me doing that? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. Put me on the spot. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so you say that um, you know, like leads. You know, the leads part is is the easiest part. And I would say that there's probably plenty of listeners on here right now that are saying bullshit. Like, not for me. So it is for you. But you've done things, and you've and you've also you have to focus on the brand of the business. Like, there's, there's things that have to line up for you to 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 really maximize lead volume. Sure. Um, but you've, I mean, also gotten more and more and more aggressive over the last few years, like, you know, on, on spending to, to make that happen. But we spend because you know exactly what's coming from the spend. So it makes it a lot easier. It's more predictable that way. You're not as scared to spend more when you know what you're going to get. That's the whole foundation of this, of Rhino. The company was built on exactly that. But I want to brag on you for a second because when I looked at your main numbers <clears throat> and um, overall, I saw a, uh, 120 new drain leads come in, 68 HVAC install leads, uh, 590 HVAC service leads, 226 plumbing service leads, 77 water heater leads, plumbing install leads, 26. These are new customers, listeners, new customers, not past referrals, none of that shit, new. But so that's a total of 659 new HVAC leads that came through in the month of May and 342 plumbing. It's a thousand and one combined. But you know what impresses me even more, Adam, is your booking rate is 66.21% on new business. That is fan new business listeners, not total. It's way higher on total. New business at 66% booking rate is fantastic, man. Like, congratulations. That's badass. Appreciate that. So, so I see why you need some people, man. Like, and, and I'm bragging on you and, and I, I'm just, it's always cool when I get, when you're, you're our customer, which is great, but you're not just doing like, it's not just like, we're the only thing that's, that's producing now. You've done other things too. Like you do some TV stuff, like you have other things that you're doing. So, um, real quickly, let, let's, and actually, you know, I'm going to hit on that towards the end on your marketing mix. Cause I think some of our, some of the listeners are going to want to hear from your perspective on what that looks like, but something else you also have to work on. Um, and I have to do the exact same thing. <clears throat> um, as my company grows, the bigger, you know, as big as the company gets like every day that it's a, a that it gets bigger is a size company I've never run before. Right. So I'm constantly trying to work on myself and how to manage to what I've got. Um, what are you, like, what are you doing to make you better as a, as a, as a leader, as an operator? Like, what is it that you're doing to focus on, on Adam? 
couple different things. I'm super focused on who I'm surrounding myself with personally and professionally. Right. So, uh, I'm a member of, uh, Vistage. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yep. Yep. CEO group. Uh, so there's 12 or 13 of us. We meet once a month, you know, it's kind of like my board of directors. Right. And you were processing issues. You know, we're, we have speakers in once a month and, you know, I'm the youngest guy in the room, so I get so much wisdom from that group. And the the best thing about it is how different we have all the industries that are in there. So, you know, there's construction, finance, there's attorneys, there's CPAs, there's so many different perspectives. Uh, so when you do have a roadblock, uh, whatever it might be, you know, personnel, uh, comp, you know, scaling acquisitions, more than likely there's going to be somebody in that room that's been there, done that, that can kind of help me through it. Yeah. That's been huge. I've been a part of that for I think five or six years now. So, uh, you know, and then, you know, I'm, I'm super conscious about the content that I'm consuming, right. Everything's positive. Um, you know, lots of podcasts to make sure that I'm a, I'm a great operator like uh, Rhino X, right? You know, <laughs> that. listening to uh, this podcast, going to Rhino X, doing, you know, doing stuff like that. I'm not a huge, I struggle with uh, reading books and listening to books. Yeah. I'm, I, I got ADD. Yep. I'm, um, you know, I probably have, I'm probably dyslexic, all types of things. It's hard for me to retain that kind of stuff. Yeah. I struggle with that stuff too. Yeah. Um, and then I'm a huge sports guy. So I watch a lot of sports and I think there's a ton of things you can learn from how a professional sports organization run good and bad, right? They, they make a lot of mistakes, but I, you know, most of the time that those organizations are, are run and they operate uh, on a higher level than most businesses. So those, those are kind of the three things I'm focused on. Got it. Hey, I'm going to ask you a quick favor. Um, Take your cell phone and put it in your pocket. So that way we don't have to hear it buzz the whole time on the microphone. <laughs> Listeners, if you're wondering what that noise was, that's Adam's phone blowing up. You know why? Because it's busy. It's summertime in Atlanta. Sitting on my couch in my office. <laughs> um, hey, so, well, yeah. So thanks for sharing. And, and like you said, you, you, you know, shop visits are incredibly important because like I'm a big, I'm a big, um, like, visionary guy and and by going and seeing things allows you to i think get more clear on your vision when you can go and see them and talk about some of the things that they've done and built and and i'm a big believer in that because you know if you're sitting at five million right now if you're sitting at um, 10 million right now and you want to go and visit a hundred million dollar shop or even like the bigger shops um maybe start considering going and seeing somebody who's 20 to 30 or even 50 at your top end, that might be a little bit more clear for you to, to see and understand um, would be a really good suggestion because it's, it's just a little bit more attainable for where you're at at that moment. Um, and, and obviously to each their own, but to me that seems to make a lot of, a lot of sense because, you know, if your dream is, if your, if your um, goal is too big, it's a dream. Like you, it's not, you're not there yet. So your dreams are good, but you got to have realistic goals along the way that you can actually hit and check the box. So going and seeing shops that I think are a little bit closer in size, like what's your next step, you know, in your path to hundred million or whatever is really important. Um, 
constant education is is huge and being i think vulnerable enough or humble enough to not know and and to say you don't know to learn all the you know to learn and ask questions um the guys from visage have reached out to me like no short of a hundred times here in phoenix and i've never done it um and and part of it is because think about the education i get on a weekly basis adam just from doing the podcast like i learned so much being in here and i've worked with some of the biggest companies in the united states of america in the home services space and i have them as friends and so i get to lean a lot i had gary v obviously from the marketing side to lean on so i still do things to try and constantly learn as well um but you had mentioned rhino x and you came to the very first one the inaugural rhino x service summit uh here in phoenix arizona so you actually got to meet gary v badass yeah um and and the whole purpose of me putting that thing on was to do exactly what i'm just talking about with you on you know how what can i do to bring all these people i've met in my 15 years of working in the home services space and all the relationships i have and the businesses i've worked with that i've seen build and become like these amazing things and and i just saw so many people wanting to be helpful during covid that i was like you know what i'm gonna bring all my friends together and um, keep it small, keep it intimate. So that way it's meaningful. It's not just some other conference you roll out to and like sit and take notes and meet some guys and drink some beers. And then you leave. Like, I didn't want it to be any part of that. I want it to be small and intimate. And, and, um, and we accomplished that. And so um, you came down to the first Rhino X and um, I got to ask you, was there, um, what was your biggest takeaway from it? And was there anything that you took back and implemented at Barty? Yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, it's always, you know, fascinating to me to be in a small room, intimate. I think there was like t- maybe 25 people there. Yeah. Yep. It was crazy. So, you know, you get to listen to, you know, Goodrich and Kenny Haynes and, and Leland, you know, all those guys just answer questions off the hip. Super cool. Um, got a lot of insight there. But for me, uh, and of course, Gary V. Right. You know, we had to, we had, we talked a little bit about wine for sure. <laughs> I'm a huge wine guy, uh, but uh, you know, the, the, the sidebar conversations that you get to have with different operators, um, had some great conversations with Chad Peterman, you know, just about, cause he, at the time, I think he was a, a little bit, I think he was a little bit more than double where we were at. Yep. So, you know, just and I, to your point, uh, earlier, I think it's important because when you are five or 10 million, you go see a million dollar shop a lot of times the operator can't remember what it was like to be five or 10 million, you know? So if you can catch a guy that's a little bit uh, ahead of you or pacing a little bit farther, you know, in front of you, um, I think there's some real good advice. So we talked about recruiting, you know, and scaling and, and uh, how he's, you know, launching the Academy and just giving me feedback on, you know, he would have done that a lot earlier, you know, ultimately where I was in my business from a revenue standpoint. And, and, you know, that, that was huge. And I took that back, hired another recruiter. We're, we're currently working on um, launching the Academy where we just leased another 10,000 feet, uh, a space in our, our building to, to get that going. And, and is, it, is it called the Barty Hardy Academy or Barty B? Barty, Barty Hardy University. Barty Hardy University. Hell yeah. That's perfect. Barty Hardy U. That's actually yeah. really perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, you, you know, there, you're going to get big ideas. Um, there was some other small things, you know, the blocking and tackling. Um, I was able to uh, talk to 
you know, can't get rich and asked him a, a simple question about labor warranties for HVAC and, you know, just, just his thought process and does he keep him in house? Does he do, do third party uh, pros and cons? And then that conversation, you know, at, at dinner changed my course on how we handled that moving forward. Cause I would have not say made the wrong decision, but I would have made a different decision if I wouldn't have that conversation. So I think those are two huge takeaways. Yeah, that's perfect. And, and that's the whole point, right? Is um, when you're, when you're in more of an intimate setting like that, it's easier to approach, you know, to approach these guys and, and ask the questions because you're not fighting for their attention. Like even though with 25 people, you still had plenty of time. I tried to create the setting to where you had plenty of time to make that connection. Yeah. Um, and so ironically, not ironically, but um, Chad uh, also, you know, Chad Peterman and I are buddies and, um, and was a great customer of, of mine too. He went back in, um, or he came back to Rhino X again, this, this, this year. And I actually had him present on, um, Peterman top tech Academy on like how he, how he went about, you know, teeing that up in the, in hopes of like others would hear like what he's been doing from a recruiting standpoint. Um, and just to give some alternatives and, and obviously he crushed it. He's such a, he's such a, like, he's a very, very intelligent guy. Um, but that's the whole point of it was just to bring him, you know, and these guys have committed, you know, to next year as well. And, um, you know, and, and th- this year we had Leland and, uh, Leland and, and Terry Nicholson came out and Goodrich and, um, oh my gosh, Geiger. Thanks, Dave. And <clears throat> Dave came out. Um, but I want to know, because this is certainly something you didn't take away from Rhino X that I'm aware of. But I've seen some of your videos, and you guys have had some creative videos that you've put out there, but there in a lot of great culture videos I've seen Barty post too, which is great for recruiting and things like that. But I gotta know, I saw this dude running around with like an orange mohawk, which I love orange, so immediately I'm attracted to it. And he was called FOB Man. Who in the hell is FOB Man? <laughs> well, technically, he's my general manager's alter ego. So if you close your <laughs> if you close your eyes. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's got a blue leotard <laughs> with this huge one foot tall orange mohawk. And, uh, if you ever watch, uh, wrestling like WWE, it kind of sounds like the rock, you know, <laughs> talks in first person and he might give you to people's elbow. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, he's, uh, so FOB man, you know, it, it came out of a bunch of different things, but Ultimately, it was born because we were trying to have fun in the office. During the week of Halloween, we had a little costume, you know, party or whatever, and gave some prizes away. And my GM came in with this this costume on, and our, our colors are blue and orange. And just it came out of us so focused on growing our memberships, right, and creating contests. And I saw this costume, and I'm like, Dude, you're FOB, man. And our memberships are called Friends of Barty. Got it. So we stored it up. So he's FOB, man. And FOB, man, makes guest appearances at most company events, <laughs> whether it's a monthly meeting where we're just having breakfast and having fun and, and you know, recognizing people on a monthly basis, uh, celebrating, you know, records being broken. Or he might even come out to the Christmas party and do a little karaoke. You just never know. It's a wild card. <laughs> F-O-B, man. Hey, what's your GM's actual name besides F-O-B, man? Justin. 
<laughs> Shout out to you, man. <laughs> well yeah. done. Hey, Zach, who does all of our show notes, I know he's listening to this because he has to. We got to make sure we get a picture of FOB, man, and post it in the in the show notes with the with the blog on the Rhino page. So let's let's note that. Um, so let's talk about that because you mentioned like FOB stands for Friends of Barty, and and it's kind of um, goes along. It's part. It's what your maintenance agreement, your service agreement stuff is, and you've had a lot of great success with it. Um, I love asking this question. We had on Jamie DiDomenico, oh gosh, I can't remember which episode it was. And he was talking about how he had grew cool today down in South Florida um, on his maintenance agreements and service agreements and his like kind of um, spin on how they had done it. So I'm curious because you've had a lot of great success with it as well. Like what's your secret? What are you guys doing that's making it so successful? I don't know if it's a secret, you know, but I, I'm, I looked at our membership group, you know, and I, I think about, you know, how much more successful will we be, you know, if we can just service members right now, new customers are the lifeblood of, of a service business. Right. But, you know, when we look at our members, we have higher average tickets, we've got higher conversion rates, we've got all those things, you know, when, when we're in, in those members homes, but, you know, some of the blocking and tackling things that we were able to do is first, we, we had to get the leadership team, really bought in to pushing that initiative. And so we're next our members. Uh, so they've got a KPI on a benchmark and industry standard for everything. <laughs> and we learned that 25% uh, conversion rate uh, from a, for a new client to a member is kind of their, their standard. Uh, so we quickly focused on that, that KPI daily, right? We made sure that we dispatched, you know, the best converting technician to those new clients. And pretty quickly, we, you know, we looked up and we we're converting as a company, at, you know, 35, 40%. Nice. Nice. Um, is there, I mean, have you, is there anything that you're at that you've added to this thing to like, that makes it different? Is it like, is there anything that you've thought about kind of doing something a little bit different to try and like stand out from like the regular L SLAs or I'm sorry, service level agreements? Yeah, we, yeah, we've thought about some things. We've thought about having different levels. Um, you know, I loved Jamie's podcast. He's got a couple of different levels of memberships. Right. Um, for me, I, I just feel like that complicates the business. I'm going to keep it simple. One membership, let, let's really focus on making sure the team knows all the components of it, you know, and if you offer it to every client that you see, that's, that's really the magic. Got it. You know, you got to offer it. You got to offer it. Got it. Well, obviously it's an important part to, to growth is the, is those memberships. Um, now I want to kind of jump into, uh, the other part of this growth piece. And when we kind of started talking a little bit about it, but the marketing mix and like the strategy that you guys have used down there, I mean, Atlanta is a super competitive market. Um, and so, you know, you have to be a little bit aggressive. You have to be aggressive. If you have, um, if you're in like any, I would say market that's say half a million population and, and up and you have very minimal like brand equity. Um, you like, you gotta be a little bit more aggressive on like direct lead gen. It's just part, it's just part of the game. So, but you're, you, you've done a great job, I think with your marketing mix of, of doing some good branding, but also doing like direct lead generation. Um, and a lot of people will ask me, Hey Chris, like what's a good marketing mix? You know, if I'm going to, 
should I be spending 10% of my budget? Is it 8%? Is it whatever? Um, and I'm kind of the mindset of like, uh, that can change based on where you're at. Um, and what your business looks like and your staffing even, but you got to be able to have some sort of plan in place for it. So regardless of whether they, whether the, you know, that you spend 8%, 10%, 12%, whatever of that marketing budget, do you have like a specific mix? You're like, Hey, we spend, you know, 30% on digital. We spend 20% on TV. Is, is there like some mix that you have that you guys go by? What's yeah, the strategy? Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely, we got a pretty good strategy. Um, when it comes to the marketing piece, I feel like, um, I'd say, you know, 40, 30 to 40% we're spending on uh, TV and OTT. And then the other 40% we're spending on digital. So, you know, all the things digital, SEO, PPC, local ads, retargeting, and all that stuff. And, and, and until you maximize digital i don't really think you should do anything else um you know yard signs social stuff that's very inexpensive uh you know more guerrilla marketing Uh, of course do that email text marketing things like that but you know and one of the reasons that we i chose to start doing tv in 2018 uh, was because radio is so crowded in my market like all the everything i mean there's 30 competitors on every station it felt like. And, you know, we just didn't have the spend to really stand out. Uh, so we, we went a different route and, and focused on TV, you know, and OTT and, and did that. Now we, we are spending some money on direct mail, uh, not a ton of prospecting, really more um, focused on our current customer base. So we're hitting them every month. Uh, hitting members every month and, um, you know, customers that we've seen and done business with over the last 18 to 20 months, just to stay in front of them, continue to build that fence. Uh, and we just started back doing radio. So we're on, we're on, uh, one of the sports talk, uh, stations, the biggest one. And really the reason for that was because I feel like I was missing, uh, a segment of those, you know, those clients, you know, with TV. So got it. Well, so one major thing that I think that matters is, and I'm sure you'll attest to this. And when it comes to traditional is consistency, like, you know, and repetition, like that you have to, you can't just like throw this shit out there and think in three months, it's going to start producing all this fun. Like the consistency matters. Um, so you can, you know, branding, you just kind of have to have the the right expectation of like there, it is no quick fix. The, 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 the digital marketing world is your quick fix. It's just that if you don't have the brand, expect the cost per lead to be a little bit, you know, a little bit higher because you don't have the brand equity, which certainly helps with conversion rates. But in regards to traditional, you just got to be patient. It sucks. It's not the best answer you want to hear, but everybody has to go through it. So it's not like you're by yourself. You got to go yeah. through it, <clears throat> especially you know, in a market that's as competitive as yours, where there's some monster brands there. There are. Yeah. I mean, we've got 7 million people uh, in our market, not as big as you know, some of the other ones, but there's plenty of market share. And to your point, yeah, traditional doing TV, it was slow, um, but we made the commitment to do it 12 months out of the year and just really focus on our brand and, 
one of the super cool things actually happened last month is I had to turn pay-per-click off. <laughs> Just or turn it way down, right? Yeah. You know, because we're you know, we've got we've got that that brand and we're starting to get that yeah. that recognition and and we're getting you know, everything's converting way better. Everything converts better. Yeah. But it, isn't it nice that you use that as like a throttle? You know what I mean? Like it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure some of your team probably are like, Jesus, this guy's texting me again. <laughs> no, because, because you're one of many that do the exact same thing, but that's also the the value of, of a partnership with us. Right. Is it's supposed to be like that? Like we are an extension of your team. Oh yeah. Uh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, we make those adjustments, um, not daily, but we definitely look at it weekly and we're, yeah, we're turning it up. We're turning it down based on, you know, filling the board. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes sense. And we have your stuff so broken down into like, you know, water heaters and, you know, sump pumps and septic and all the, like all the shit split out. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. You know, with when you partner with Ryan, <clears throat> we're going to be able to track it all. You're going to know. Right. And, and that gives me confidence to pull the lever um, when we do have, you know, opportunity or the weather hits 90. Like last week, man, we hit 100 degrees. Now, I know that's not a big deal in, in Phoenix, but here it, that's a big deal. Yeah. So, we were, you know, we were able to you know, really capitalize on those opportunities. Oh, yeah, man. Triple digits. I mean, we pay attention to weather in here on a daily basis. So <laughs> it's part of our world, too. Well, I want to, well, thanks for sharing that. You know, um, I, I, I want to ask a quick question before I move on to the next one, but you, you had mentioned OTT, which is over the top, that's streaming video, like that type of stuff for the listeners who don't know what that is. Um, and it's becoming more and more popular. It's like a newer version of traditional like TV, except you can like track it, which is cool. There's a digital face to it. So it's something I've been flirting with at Rhino on doing and offering more of it and beta testing it and things like, things like that, just because I love how you can take a unique video and send it to a specific zip code and you can track what comes from it. So to me, I want to know exact numbers for everything. And it's just something that I've been, I've been, it's been intriguing me more and more. I, 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 how's it working for you? I mean, I don't know how, how long you've been doing that like, and how's it working? So we've been doing it two, three years now. And I love it because to your point, we can track it yep. and we can build the audience. Right just like you can digitally, you know, geographically, um, you know, credit score, income, household, you know, all the things. And you can directly send someone, you know, your commercial. Uh, and, and it, of course, uh, you know, OTT, you're, you're dealing with the cord cutters, uh, typically yep. the people that, you know, don't have traditional cable that are subscribing to like a Hulu or, you know, all those different outlets are consuming it differently. Um, but yeah, it's worked great. We can track it. Impressions are excellent. And, um, it, it shows up on, uh, the Rhino tracks report. Sure does. <laughs> sure does. Well, um, I, we, you know, we had all of our, we did our mid-year kickoff. We do, you know, we were bringing all the employees in town and we just kind of do a check-in like, you know, mid-year, how's things going, how are we tracking to what our plans were and like what's to come and things like that. And we asked that question of all of our staff, you know, we have 80 plus full-timer rhinos, you know, sitting in the room. And, um, we said, how many people in here are 
you know, our cord cutters who watch streaming and like 80% of the room raised their hands. Like I'm that I, I watched the only reason I keep direct TV is so I can watch big 10 channel when Purdue plays. Cause I'm in Phoenix. So until, if I can find that somewhere that's not online, like the, I, you know, that's, I don't have to keep it. Uh, it's gone. But so I keep them both, but, um, important one thing I think that it's to pick close to, you know, it's to pay attention to, but the important piece to also making it work is having really good creative too, that, you know, you have the flexibility to be, to be unique to that demographic. That is important. Um, so I want to, I want to finish with this piece of it. And, and, and I thought about it last second because I was having a conversation about this with someone yesterday and it's around like the lifetime value of a customer. And, um, often, I talk to people who aren't really looking at it from that perspective. They're looking at it too nearsighted on, you know, um, on trying to bring in a customer and thinking about what's this customer going to be, you know, right now. Like, hey, I paid, you know, a hundred and my average, you know, cost per lead is one hundred and thirteen dollars, you know, this month for a new HVAC customer, and and they did, and it ended up being a service call. Well, they locked them down on a service call and got a maintenance agreement out of it. So short sighted, yeah. I mean, was the you know, was that a valuable customer? Maybe not. You know, you're going to win some and lose some, but the va- lifetime value of that customer needs to be taken into consideration. And a lot of people don't do that. So is it, I mean, is that something that you and I've never had this conversation, but is that something that you pay attention to is the lifetime value of a customer? I would want to say I need to focus on it more. I think that there's you know kind of three components, right? You always hear about what is the lifetime value of a customer? What? Quant, you know, how much is it, right? What do we put in the cash register? I've heard eight, fifteen, um, twenty-five thousand dollars, right? So a ton of money there. But, but what's what I think is important are really two things: is if you can retain, right, and not just be transactional, get the client in, change a capacitor, change a flap, or whatever. And and move on to the next one. You never contact them. You never send them another piece of mail. You never reach back out to them to get you know any, get them back on your schedule. Sell them a membership. Um, you're gonna have you're gonna struggle scaling your business. Period. You know because you paid for that lead. Right. Right. So you know how, how can we get them you know back through the call center and, and back in, in front of them? The other piece that is the most important to me is my reputation. Barty's reputation, right? Because yep. if if you're not doing the right thing, providing good service and making people smile, then they're they're gonna they're gonna tell all their friends, they're gonna post on social media next door, all the things we already know. Oh yeah, right. Reviews are huge for me. Um, we've got like over twenty thousand. Yeah, twenty thousand five star reviews. Like it's insane. Yeah. So, you know, reputation's huge. And if you, you know, we're in over a hundred houses a day, it's, it's inevitable that we're going to piss somebody off. Yep. Right. We're all humans. Uh, but it's all about how fast you fix it is yep. what I found. Um, and if, you know, a client calls in and, and had a bad experience or whatever it is, you fix it with speed and you can usually, you know, keep them as a client and keep them coming back to use your services. Yeah, dude. Um, I think that what you can be proud of and pat yourself on the back for and your team really is when you look at the fact that you have over 20,000, excuse me, five-star reviews, that's like, that's pretty awesome. And that says a lot about the business. And, um, when I, when I, 
talked to my team about using the word reputable. It's like, what's the measurement tool that you can use for reputation? And, you know, and, and from a employee perspective, you can use those reviews that are on indeed, you know, or wherever you're, whatever the hiring platform is that you use that kind of tells you a lot about, I think your culture of your business, like that's an outside, you know, outside looking in type of um, um, view of how your business is viewed to work for. Like, that's one piece of it. Right. And then like, so we use indeed and I love seeing the different reviews and stuff on there, but then the external is, you know, the reviews that you're getting are what now your customer is. So that's the client fulfillment piece that's saying not only is it fun to work and good to work for Barty and they feel cared about and they feel like they got a good career path and all these things, but we also really care about client fulfillment. And, and that, that's how I can value reputation, right. Is like, that's the metrics I can use to say, you know, how, how good is our reputation? It matters to me. You know, the, excuse me, the vision of Rhino is we want to be the most reputable digital marketing company for the home services industry in all English speaking markets. That's my BHAG, right? My big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, You know, US, Canada, Australia is where we're at now, but that's, but those are the two metrics I'm using. So you can do the exact same thing because you've got that. So, so yes, you're growing a business and you're doing it the right way. And you got to be proud, dude. Like you have got to be proud of what you're building. And I know you and well enough to know, like you feel like you're still just kind of like getting started and you still got like this rocket ship you want to hop on. So like, what's next for Barty, dude? Like what's going on? Like, have you been thinking about this? Maybe you don't want to share. Maybe you will share. Like what's on, what's on your mind? Uh, You know, I think it's keep doing what we're doing. Right. Um, You know, there, there's private equity, is out there it's there's a lot of temptation um you know letters emails phone calls oh yeah it's it's exhausting right yeah uh, so yeah. you know we're i don't want to go down that path i've still got i feel like i've got some stuff to prove <clears throat> we haven't hit our goal so you know our BHAG uh when i bought the business four years ago was um we wanted to be a 50 million dollar business and we which is the most important is we wanted to be the best home services company to work for in our market in Atlanta, you know, and I, and I know I didn't really mention that when we were talking about the success and the growth, but I think that plays a huge part in it. Just having happy team members and, and really putting them first and, and the rest yep. comes, you know, the rest comes. So, so yeah, you know, we're going to keep scaling the business, uh, keep hiring great people. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do some tuck-ins and some small acquisitions to, to keep that going. Uh, but getting the calls is easy. Uh, you know, we got to scale the people, yeah. <laughs> the workforce, right? Yeah. I got an idea on that too, by the way, but I'm not going to share it on here because I don't want to give it to anybody else. So sorry, listeners. Once I get it figured out though, <laughs> and I'll, I'll roll it out and let you know, but I have been flirting with a couple of things that have been helping with recruiting. Cause as you can imagine, like even in my 15 years, it's always been an issue is this recruiting piece of it. So for me, you know, it's, it's in my best interest too, to help you keep that lead volume on. Right. Because if you're keeping it on, then, you know, I'm still growing too. As you pause it, I don't necessarily grow and neither are you because you're pausing and have the bodies to run the lead volume. It's not that you don't want to, you don't have the bodies. So, so I, I want to solve that problem too. So I've always kind of flirted with different things on recruiting on how can I do things. And some of the stuff I've been trying is starting to work and I'm measuring it, but I need to have enough case studies. So offline, I'll, I'll text you, man, and tell you what I'm doing. I didn't think about it till just now. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, you're in definitely in one of those markets where you could even, or, I mean, you going from 25 to 50, you could do that organically, even if you didn't do a tuck in and the market that you're in. So, 
you know, and I don't know how much of that mixes between HVAC and plumbing. I'm assuming the HVAC side is bigger than the plumbing side, but, um, you know, that doesn't mean you have to go out and add electrical. If you're on here listening and you think he needs to create the Holy Trinity, like right out of, like to hit that number, that's certainly not the case. Um, I don't believe that. I mean, if you don't feel like you've like hammered out and done all things you can do in HVAC or plumbing, then why are we going to move on to something else? Unless, unless some like great opportunity falls in your lap where you've got somebody who can actually run that and operate it, then it's a different story, but you got plenty of opportunity for organic growth through there as well. Yeah. Adding, adding another trade um, could be a huge distraction for sure. So yeah, we're, we're not gonna uh, it's, it was tempting to do it. Uh, think about it in the past. We're going to hold off on electrical until we hit 50. Um, you know, we really focus on HVAC. Our, our split is 80, 20. So we're heavy HVAC. Um, but we're, I love the plumbing business. It's a great business. Uh, it's, I always say it's July all the time in plumbing. Yep. The calls never stop. It's a beautiful thing. So we're focused on growing that business and scaling it. And, you know, I, I would love to get to where it's a 50, 50 split uh, revenue split. That's going to be tough. Uh, Cause the sales team's killing it. And the average tickets are getting big, uh, you know, in HVAC. And I think our average ticket right now is like 13, five or 14 grand. So nice. One of the guys work cut out for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, like congratulations. Um, it, it's just cool to see, like, I can remember early on how adamant you were when you and I were having strategic conversations on just hammering drain cleaning, like hammering it and us trying to like really figure that piece out. And it's actually kind of a pain in the ass from a digital marketing perspective, because you have to be creative on what type of, content you put in the ads. So you're not trying to get the DIYer who's searching for drain cleaning and looking for a solution. And you just spent 80 bucks or some shit for that lead. Like it, you have to be paid super close attention to it. So, but I mean, let's just see, where were you at? Oh, 120 dr new drain clean leads for the month of May. Like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. but it's that uh, plumbing is significantly easier and it's certainly anytime you have both, it's a great compliment to the HVAC business, but listen, overall, man, like I'm incredibly impressed. Um, uh, I'm sure that, you know, um, Heather's probably super proud of what you've, you've built too. And, um, and, and I'm grateful to be your friend, dude. And it's, it's, you know, I got, you know, you and I have messaged, you know, plenty back and forth and, and, uh, it's equally as rewarding for me to have you on this podcast right now, knowing that we're playing a small part, you know, in your journey. And, uh, and so I'm grateful for that, but dude, I'm just excited for you. You know, that this is the fun stuff. It is. No, I mean, it's, it's been fun. Uh, my team is amazing. They're, they're the ones that are pulling it off and, and I'm more of the, I'm more of a visionary guy, but yeah, it's, it's definitely fun when you're winning, growing the business. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, what the future holds and, Hopefully, hopefully we can get a little, maybe a little bumpy recession and we can drive that unemployment up so I can hire more people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might get your, you might get your wish. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, uh, I know you're being humble, but you, you, you are the one that carries that on your back, right? Um, like you're the one, like it, you could have not done this. So like you can, your team is, is clearly doing a, a great job too, but you're also being a, a good leader there, man. So like, Take that, take that compliment. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate um, and, and, you know, and also now we know, like we got, we got Barty B like that's, the, I'm literally changing your name in my phone to Barty B. That's what it's going to be. <clears throat> and from this podcast, we also got Barty Hardy university. Like this was already a win. 
I'm sending my I'm sending a lot of time. I'm sending my video guys out, you know, next month to create videos on Barty, uh, on a uh, Barty Hardy university. <laughs> well, dude, listen, keep kicking ass, man. And thanks for spending the time with me. I think we're about an hour into this thing too. And, and, and thanks for uh, indulging with me in the name, that rapper thing. I've never done that before. Um, I might do it again. I don't know. We'll see. It just made sense. Cause it was hot Atlanta, but thanks for being on here, bro. I appreciate you. No, it was fun. Appreciate the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I love this, this podcast. And it's been, been a lot of help for me as well oh man i appreciate that hey listen um for any of our listeners that might want to connect with you are you cool with sharing your contact info or would you have rather have them go through us like you know because i know you like giving back and helping is something that's as big to you as it is to me so um this is my way of saying hey man you want to share your information so these guys can yeah, potentially yeah, connect no, with you no, and no, ask no. you absolutely no giving back is is super important to me so two ways uh you can get in touch with me shoot me an email at Adam Barty at Barty.com, B-A-R-D-I. Uh, or send me, shoot me a text on my cell, 678-409-5402. Be ready, bro. You just gave your cell phone number. So I know my listeners, boy, they're going to reach out to you. And it's cool. I love that type of stuff. And so um, thanks for sharing that, man. I appreciate, you know, your your, uh, your willingness to, to give back to your peers and stuff like that too. And, and um, you know, again, another reason why you and I click, man, is like we're kind of cut from the same cloth a bit. And um, and I'm just excited to kind of see you hit to that, get to that 50 million number. I know it's, you know, I'm not even like questioning if it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And, I, and I'm excited to be, you know, a little part of it and, and be your friend along the way and bounce stuff off of you too. And so, um, you know, I, I just want to encourage our listeners – you know, I always love sharing reviews from these podcasts with the guests and we've been able to do that quite a bit lately. <clears throat> so as I've been mentioning it more and more, and, and I'd love the same thing here. I mean, there's some good nuggets that, that Adam has dropped in here. And a lot of you that are in that like 4 million to say 20 million or 25 million range could probably like, you could probably, uh, picture like the same you've been in the same position these same things having the same thoughts having the same issues all this stuff like so why not reach out to your peers you know and and you know and people like adam who can help maybe unlock something for you or uncover something for you that just maybe that's right in front of your face but you're just not seeing and then he's a little closer in size to you so i encourage you to do those things but but please if you like the podcast leave a review it means a lot to me to, to be able to read it and i'm going to finish with uh a uh a review that was uh written from Ragin' Rudy. Ragin' Rudy. Okay. Ragin' Rudy says, uh, from let's go um, to let's go, all caps. All right. Let's go to let's go, all caps. So, you know, small to big. Um, five stars. Taking over my father's business. Ooh, this worked out all right, didn't it? Taking over my father's business, singing the same tune as most. Installer, tech, sales, management, etc. Watching my parents suffer burnout and hard times gave me perspective to overcome, but little guidance to back. Joining a best practice group got us in the right direction, but catching up on most of these podcasts in the past two months has opened my eyes to bigger vision and brighter future for the growth of my business, legacy for my father, family, but most importantly, the opportunity of unlimited success for my team. That's really great. Um, and it says, thank you, Chris, and all of your hosts for being vulnerable and sharing with us. The invaluable knowledge will be applied to also give back to the industry and hopefully one day strive to be on this podcast. Hell yeah. I love that. So Rage and Rudy, 
I don't know who you are, but feel free to reach out to me directly and let me know when you hear this podcast who you are so I can get you on my radar as a, as a podcast guest. So um, I'd be happy to to do that if this pans out. So, But uh, appreciate those reviews. And again, if you leave one for, for Adam too from this podcast, we're going to share it with him as well. So I look forward to that. But again, brother, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for being on here. Amen. Appreciate you. Uh, and then listeners, again, like, you know, you don't got to do everything, but but do something. No, zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.